How was this year for you? One that you want to forget or was it a game changer? Or maybe it was just a bit blah. Whatever you experience in 2021, it's important not to forget about it too soon. With the celebrations of New Year's Eve and everyone focused on the future, it can be easier to just mentally delete the year and move on. But everything that you experience, both good and bad, should not be forgotten if you're going to be successful going forward into the new year. Remember, the best predictor of future performance is past performance, meaning that you are more likely going to perform in the same way again, again and again, unless you check yourself. If you ignore or forget your experiences without reviewing and evaluating them, you could end up making the same mistakes or forgetting what has made your successes happen. So by reviewing the year that has just passed, you have a far better chance of breaking that cycle and making sure you're more successful in the future. In this episode, I'm sharing my step-by-step method to review my year, clear out the clutter and create a strong foundation to build my new year plans on. This is essential to complete before you even consider your resolutions and goals for the year ahead. So if you're going to make big changes in 2022, then this episode is for you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. I'm Nicola O'Hara, and I made the leap from a successful corporate career as a leader in learning, development and recruitment to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Every week, we'll bring you step-by-step strategies, essential knowledge and tools, and share inspirational stories and practical tips so you are ready to take your leap to a career and life you love. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Can you believe another year is just around the corner? There's something exciting, uplifting, and a bit seductive about the thought of a new year. A chance to start again, turn on to a new page, or even start a new chapter in the book of your life. When we get to this point, just before the celebrations of a new year, it can be tempting to start looking forward to all you're going to start doing in January and accomplish in the year ahead, to forget about all that's passed in this year and move forward into what you hope will be the best year yet. It's a natural human reaction to want to think ahead. And the turning of the year seems the perfect time to make all those changes you've been thinking about for so long. Often there are things we want to forget about and leave in the past, and we're inclined to remember everything that went wrong or all the things we didn't achieve, the goals we didn't meet, and so the thought of actually reviewing them again isn't isn't really very appealing. However, if you don't take a pause, some time to consider the year that has just passed, good, bad and sometimes ugly, you might end up making the same mistakes again or forget what helped you to achieve your goals in the first place. Looking back on your year and thinking about all you've learned and accomplished is just as important as goal setting and planning for the new year. Think of it this way. If you're to plan to decorate your room, you first need to look at what you already have and what you want to get rid of and what you want to keep in the new design. You need to make room for the new, but that doesn't necessarily mean getting rid of what what was there before. If you want to go into the new year with clarity and confidence, which I know you will do, then taking time to review your experiences in the year that has just passed is essential. Before I start thinking about New Year's resolutions or planning my goals and plans for the upcoming year, a tradition for me is to schedule time for my year in review. I like to do this before New Year's Day, but you can decide to book it for early in the new year if you want to. 
It is important to do this separately to any goal setting or decisions on or resolutions. If you decide to do it both at the same time, you naturally find yourself being drawn forward to think about what is to come to your future plans, because sometimes it can be uncomfortable to think about past mistakes and the things you'd rather put behind you. So schedule separate times for your year in review and your new year planning. Personally, I book in a full day for my year in review session. I know that sounds like a lot, but reviewing a whole year in depth can take some time. If you can't take that long, then find a half day at least. It's important to have a block of time to yourself to do this. If you can't get this at home, then go to a quiet place like a library or an out-of-the-way coffee shop. Some place that you're just going to get some peace and quiet. Some people I know actually go to a hotel to do their year in review and their new year planning. I like to find a quiet, comfortable corner at home to hole up in, with plenty of coffee and snacks on hand, and make sure all digital devices are on silent with notifications disabled. I also have a stack of post-it notes and a new journal and pen. You know, I love stationery. You could have a digital device like your phone, tablet or laptop. But personally, I find that ideas flow better with pen and paper. So I would recommend that. Also, by having the notes at the start of my journal, I can look back at any time when I'm writing in it throughout the year. So book in a time that works for you. Find a spot that's comfortable and where you can have headspace and you can think. You'll also need to have your calendar to hand and any any journals you've written in during the year if you're into journaling and also any photos you've taken. More about that later. Basically, whatever you have that will help you remember the projects and tasks you've done, events you've gone to, courses you may have done, places you've been, basically anything that will jog your memory as to what you've been up to throughout the year. So the first step is to pull together everything you've done in the year, things that have happened and places you've been to, or as much as you're able to remember. Open a blank page on your notebook and jot down whatever comes to mind. This is about your whole life, not just your work. It's easier to go through the different categories of your life in turn. So start with your job or business, then move into friends and relationships, then on to health and well-being, followed by your finances, and then anything else that does not fit into those buckets. So for example, for job-related, you'll write down any projects or big tasks you've completed in relation to your work. Or if you've changed jobs, or maybe if you've been promoted, put that down. Or even if nothing has happened, but you're just not particularly happy or that you are happy. For friends and relationships, it could be things you've done together, places you've been, or maybe even meeting new friends or a new partner. Then finances might be how much you have saved or buying a house or loans you've taken out. Use your journals, calendars and photos to jog your memory. I know many times I've looked back on my photo reel on my phone from the past year and been surprised at actually all the things I've actually got up to that year. Even in these these days of lockdowns and COVID, not quite as much as I used to get up to, but it's also surprising to see what you have managed to include in your year. Now, at this point, you're not considering what was a success, what you've achieved or what didn't go so well, just the things that have taken place throughout the year. You can also look at your old habits here. So what habits have been beneficial and what have not been so great or have turned into bad habits that are stopping you from achieving your goals. Reading through your journals from the year is a really the best way to rediscover and track your experiences and habits. If you don't already journal, I can really highly recommend it. I was dubious at first when I started journaling, but after hearing about lots of successful people like CEOs and entrepreneurs journaling daily, I gave it a try. And it really helped me focus on what's important. 
If, like me, you always have a lot of thoughts flying around your head and find it hard to get clear on things or on next steps, you will find it a real game changer. It's a really grounding and brings you into the moment. I can start writing in a really negative mindset and by the end I've literally written myself out of my mood and I'm in a much more positive place. Anyway, sorry, I went off track. Back to how to review. So the next step is reviewing those experiences. You're considering everything that you just brain dumped about your year and ask yourself two key questions. The first is, what has worked well? So on another blank page, write down what you would consider achievements or successes. What are the good relationships in your life? Are there projects that worked out well or trips you went on that were a great success? Most of all, what are you proud of from the year? The second question is, what has not worked so well? So this can go on another blank page and you can really go for it here as I'm sure you were already itching to put down all your perceived failures as soon as you thought about looking back on your year as it's far easier to find fault than to appreciate our achievements. To write everything down you feel has not gone so well whether that be in your job, your health, well-being, relationships or finances or anything else that you've thought of. Put it all down no matter how big or small. Step three is to look at what has worked well and not work so well and ask yourself why. This step is all about learning from your experiences, both good and bad. To make it simpler, pick out your top three to five achievements and the same for what you perceive as your failures. For your achievements, think about why they were a success. Could you have achieved even more with maybe more effort or time? Were you lucky or did those achievements happen due to a lot of work or maybe maybe a bit of both? Were those achievements related to your goals or ad hoc opportunities that came up during the year? What challenges, if any, did you have to overcome to make them happen? Then for things that were not so successful, ask yourself, what challenges did you face? Were those challenges in your control or out of your control? Did you do all you could do to make them a success? What can you learn about yourself or the circumstances that you can take forward as a lesson? Ideally, find three to five lessons you can learn from your experiences. If it's more, great. It's important that you include lessons from your successes as well as things that haven't gone so well, as it's important to understand why you were successful so you can replicate it again in the future. The next step is inspired by the decluttering guru Marie Kondo. If you've read her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, you'll know she has the hugely successful KonMari method which helps you to declutter your home, thereby opening yourself up to a transformation in your life. Just like Mary encourages you to select what to keep and what to discard in order to tidy up your home, I recommend you do the same for other aspects of your life, like your career, relationships, health and finances. So the next step is deciding what to keep in your life and what is best to let go of. So look at your achievements, the things that did not work out and the stuff you're proud of, and all the things you learned from those experiences and work out what you'll take forward into next year and what you will get rid of or not attempt again. You need to decide if you're going to stick at something because either it's really worked out well or because you're not ready to give it up yet and will try some new methods or decide to give it up and move on. This will really help you when you start planning and goal setting but also it allows you to clear out anything that's not been serving you or has not worked, whatever you do, so you can make room for new plans and ideas for the year ahead. For example, you could have been trying your best in your job for the past year, but nothing seems to move the dial. You're not progressing and really not enjoying it anymore. 
So you could try one more thing to improve the situation or decide to have a complete clear out of those old ways and move on to a new job or change career or even start a business. Or maybe you've tried to make a relationship or friendship work, but whatever you try, it does not get better for long. It's toxic and makes you unhappy. So again, you could could keep on trying or decide enough is enough and move on in 2022 to new relationships. You can also think about what habits you're going to take forward and which you'll aim to stop in the new year. Releasing things that do not serve you, or as Marie Kondo says, do not spark joy, is very important as it frees up space for things that do bring happiness. I would add that you should also release things that don't bring you fulfillment or meaning or have a purpose. Things like guilt or disappointment over things that have gone wrong, or a limiting mindset that is holding you back from doing what you really want to do in life. Okay, so the final step is to celebrate. It's so important to acknowledge your achievements, no matter how small or big, and what you've learned over the past year. You are no longer the person you were back on the 1st of January 2021. Through your experiences, you've evolved and developed your knowledge and skills. So before you start to throw yourself into the new year and cheer its arrival, take a moment to celebrate the one you're leaving behind with all its successes and challenges, ups and downs and curveballs. So forgive your mistakes, be proud of your successes and raise a glass of champagne to salute 2021. The bottom line is, whatever you've achieved or not achieved this year, you have lived and are living and have the opportunity and potential to achieve so much more. Leave behind what no longer serves you and bring forward what you've learnt and the people and things that are a positive and valuable influence in your life into the new year. They will form the foundation of your goals and plans for a fulfilling, happy and successful 2022. That's it for this episode. And remember, everyone deserves to live their passion. So get started. This is your time. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, follow or subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google or Stitcher or go to my website, nicolaohara.com forward slash podcast.